You're listening to Let's go. the Second Opinion Podcast. Second Opinion on what? I think we should get a second opinion. Where all things gaming are on our mind all the time. That's all I can think about. Just like the name says, we might have some different opinions. So get yelling, laughing, crying, and of course some very opinionated gamers. Here are your hosts, Celeb, Bolt, and TJ. Well, oh well, we're back again for another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 289. Yes, I know, we had a very quick and short spread from the last episode, but I am back again for another solo cast, um, and uh, it's like day five or day six of the family self-quarantine. So Dara is uh, kind of back at work now. She's working three days a week, uh, but the bank she's working at is kind of like self-enclosed. Uh, they're not letting any customers actually in the bank, and they only have a outside uh, drive through I think. Um, but I haven't been leaving the house too much. I uh, left to get some food um, and uh, help my brother move something. And that's pretty much it. Outside of that, I've just been staying inside the house um, and uh, trying to keep myself quarantined as much as possible to help the cause of getting COVID-19 down and beaten uh, so all of us can hurry up and go back uh, to normal. But uh, I want to give big shout-outs to my boys, uh, TJ, a.k.a. The Carnivore himself, uh, big love to him, and also big love to the man, the myth, the legend, Bolts. Uh, Shout-outs to you guys, both y'all, uh, and even shout-outs to Jesus as well. Uh, I know y'all have been working hard at work, and I really appreciate you guys letting me um, uh, take this time off uh, for the benefit of my family. Um, anyways, so we are back again, episode 289 of the Second Opinion Podcast. We're here. Uh, we got a lot of news to talk about, so I felt like it was definitely time to talk um, to you all. And uh, I'm sure some of you have already heard some of the news. It's out there. But let me tell you something. It is definitely some crazy news. Um, before we get down into it, what have I been drinking and what have I been gaming? So drinking-wise, I've been drinking some Guinness. I'm drinking a Guinness uh, Black right now. Uh, amazing beer. Oh man, uh, stout beer, but it is definitely uh, something amazing. It's really good, especially with some pork chops. Um, I love, love, love pairing my beers with the food that we eat. But um, gaming-wise, I beat Super Mario Odyssey, and holy shit, was it like the best Super Mario game that I think I've ever played. Uh, it was great, dude. Like, I was shocked how amazing and how beautiful this game is um it really honestly it really did shock me it was uh it was something special dude i mean the the traversing of the world uh how each world is different uh with uh, mario and the cap being able to work together and like transfer mario's mind into all these other or being into all these other creatures and shit you can even transfer mario into a cactus you know, Dara was laughing about that earlier because she was playing it. Um, and God, I hate her so much. 
she it's like she tries to like one up me on Nintendo games and it really well not just Nintendo games but like um I guess um what type of games am I trying to get at? Looting games. Jeez, I couldn't think there for a second. So anytime there's like a looter game out and then she gets her hands on it and she actually plays it, she it's like she always tries to one-up me. So I it kills me, bro. Like I got like the required amount of moon uh you know, jewels or whatever, um, to move on to the next level. And she's out there literally getting like all these hidden ones. She showed me this thing I posted on my TikTok earlier. Um, she was like, look at all my moonstones. And it was like, you're only supposed to, I think you can get 12 and move on to the next one. She's got like 32. Oh my God, bro. She kills me, kills me. And by the way, I'm, I will tell you guys now, she won't be on this episode. She's actually in there asleep. It's a little late right now, me recording this, but I definitely had to get it out there to you guys. But I've been playing that. Also playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag on the Nintendo Switch. Um, and, uh, it is, it looks amazing for it being on the switch. And I mean, it runs super smooth. I've been also playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, and playing some animal crossing. So, um, I will put my friend code into the article and I'll put Dara's friend code in there as well. So if you guys want to add us on Nintendo switch, uh, just head over to sinnelease.com and search the second of any podcast episode 281, uh, 289, or, you know, if you're just whatever, listening on on uh, Spotify, head over to Cinelease.com, check out this, uh, the article for the actual podcast. You'll see my friend code in there. Add us. We gotta have some people on there to uh, to trade stuff with and whatever. So, so last week before I actually started the podcast, I talked about some like clearance video games and stuff that are out there. But you know, guys, I'm I'm on my pop kick, um, and. I got some more pops coming in soon. Um, I was a little disappointed today. I went into GameStop to get the two uh, latest um, pops that I really wanted. It was a Predator pops. It was the one with Arnold covered in mud, and then there was the other, the Predator that was like coming out of being, you know, invisible. Um, he had these little blue marks and stuff all over him. Um, I had ordered it through GameStop.com, and some reason it reverted it to where it was like pick up at store. Um, so I went up there to pick the pops up, and was told that the Predator pop was already pre-ordered. And um, these pops actually were supposed to come out a couple, like a month ago or so. But with everything going on right now, it, the the shipment of them had been kind of like put off. So i'm not gonna lie i was a little upset i was i was irritated because i i like purchased it through the online website and it said it was fine it was on its way and whatever that's what i was thinking and then afterwards it was like your your stuff's ready at the store i was like okay and i got there or i got a call actually from um the store manager a good friend of mine carolina and she was like hey i'm sorry but you know that predator pops not available uh, somebody had pre-ordered it and i was like son of a bitch so um, I'm going to get it online, um, but I actually have some more Predator Pops coming uh, from foxshop.com. Uh, for some reason, I, I don't know why, but I was like searching alien pops and I was like, man, I really want to get some Predator Pops because I have this little area that has like the alien Colonial Marines uh, collector's edition and then it's got a couple little small aliens, but I've really wanted to get like predator and alien pops because i like the, the look of them so 
Foxshop.com has um, some Alien Pops that I'm going to get and some Predator Pops that are only about $8.99. Usually they're about $12.99, but for some reason they have them on discount. Probably because of the way everything's going on right now. But then, of course, I'm always looking. Um, I am going to get the one Predator Pop from GameStop.com. I did pick up the mud-covered Arnold from GameStop today. Um, and then I... Um, I was looking around just trying to always try to find some of the best deals and I found on boxlunch.com if you go over to the clearance section and uh, just look for the Funko Pops. They have a really good deal going on right now. Buy two, get two free only on clearance pops. So usually these pops are about uh, about $10 to $11 a piece. Uh, they're going for $7.99 right now. And that's really a great deal when you think about it, uh, especially with most of the pops being closer to about $12 or $12.99. Um, but, you know, most of what I'm seeing on here are like uh, our, our uh, Funko Fortnite pops. Um, so if you're big into Fortnite, whatever else, I would definitely make sure to jump on to it because uh, it seems like they have a ton of it. They have the Dark Vanguard. They have the Valor. Uh, they also have the Raven, um, they have Moonwalker, Sparkle, uh, High Rise. They have a good chunk of them on here. Um, but the ones that I am interested in uh, for sure that I think I'm going to take advantage on this deal um, are probably ones that uh, maybe are uh, kind of in line with what I, I'm looking to add to my collection. Um, but... I just don't know exactly where I'm going to put them. I'm going to have to rearrange some more stuff as well because my little Dragon Ball section over here is starting to get pretty big. But I have Android 16, and I need Android 18 and Android uh, 17 to complete the whole Android saga thing. I have a Final Form Cell, and then I have... Uh, another final form cell that was a hot top exclusive coming in on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so the whole little cell group is going to be together. Uh, but the ones that I'm really obviously really wanting are probably going to be those two, and, but it's buy two, get two free. Uh, there is a classic Bulma on there. Um, I don't think I'm going to get her because I have two versions of classic Bulma already. Um, and I already have a Vendel. Um, but lower down here on the bottom, I saw some really nice Marvel Pops. Uh, I do have uh, a few Marvel Pops, but really not a lot. I have Deadpool, or I have two different versions of Deadpool, and I have Thanos, which was the, uh, which was the Convention 2020 exclusive this year that had his hand chopped off. Um, but I'm thinking about getting two Marvel Pops, and those two are going to be the first 10-year Ant-Man Chrome, which is the gold Chrome Ant-Man. Uh, that's $9.99. And then I'm going to get the Marvel Studios' first 10-year uh, Black Panther Chrome, uh, and he is a gold pop as well, or gold chrome, whatever you want to say. But I can see adding both of those to my collection. I think those will be good little fits for certain little areas 
Um, so that's possibly what I'm going to do, do get Android 17, Android 16 or Android 17, Android 18, and then get those two pops, uh, as well. Um, but always make sure to be on the lookout for these deals. There's a good chunk of them all around. One of the deals that's going on right now as well on Funko Pops is over at GameStop.com. They have get four for $11.99 or four $11.99 pops for 35 bucks. Plus, a free value shipping it cannot be combined with other offers. Get 10% off, uh, blah, 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 whatever. You know, GameStop, they always have way more shit to add on. <laughs> I love them. I swear, I love them and I hate them at the same time. It's fucking ridiculous how much shit they add on to everything now. So, um, so cool thing is, as I was talking about earlier, I did get the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, covered in mud uh, pop. Uh, the the from the original Predator movie. Uh, I am ordering um, the Predator from this as well, but I'm also ordering some. Um, I don't know if I talked about this yet, but I'm also ordering some from FoxShop.com. Um, I'm pretty sure I already talked about. It. I don't know. It's been a long day. Um, well, long day in my sense. Let's say that because I know TJ and Bolt's probably listening to this. We're like, bitch, it's been a long day. You've been at the house all day. So, uh, anyways, um, but uh, I am recording this at twelve o'clock in the morning. But anyways, it, it uh, I really want to get the Predator pops built up my in my collection because I've always really wanted to have like uh, Predator pops and and Alien pops. Um, now there is there is two Star Wars pops that I want to add in my collection as well that are basically that are on this deal as well and it's the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back Luke uh, training with Yoda and of course the Han Solo and Carbonite which those are really cool but I'm possibly thinking about adding a new collection to my pop collection and that is dinosaur pops that's right from the tv show dinosaurs uh disney created this show or owns the rights to the show at least um they got robbie they got earl um they have uh fran who is the mom they got baby sinclair um and then they have the daughter as well i can't remember her name and i can't find her on here right now um but i'm pretty sure those are all out in the wild and are uh uh, available available for purchase um uh so i am definitely going to possibly buy those dinosaurs was one of my favorite shows back in the day um but they have a lot of other pops on here that i've been looking at recently that i never knew were available um they have the batman 80th anniversary red sun which is the russian version of batman they also have a couple other small ones that really don't, I guess to some people don't mean a lot, but they have the Pop Rocks from, they have Slayer, Jeff uh, Hanneman. Uh, they also have Motorhead Warpig, um, which is a really cool looking pop. Um, and then they have some other ones as well that I'm thinking about getting for the kids. They have uh, Young, Anna, and Elsa from Frozen. I don't know, man. The, the, the pop creation is really heavy hitting recently like i mean every time i look there's a new pop that i didn't realize that was releasing um they have a bunch of one piece pops on here too and all this is all part of this you know get four for 35 bucks really when you think about it that's a pretty good deal uh and, and it knocks them down a good chunk um from you know basically having to pay 13 dollars a pop 
So um, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is just me kind of rambling about pop deals. <clears throat> I hope it possibly helped you find some good pops. Um, definitely make sure to check out my pop unboxing videos over uh, on uh, Centerlinks.com or YouTube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast. Uh, try to do as many of those little pop videos for you guys uh, as 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 much as I can um, uh, and as as many as I can, but it's been a little hard recently. So um, I do, I do, uh, I have noticed that some of these pop prices are completely inconsistent. Um, I'll have listings for them on GameStop or on Box Lunch or on <clears throat> um, on uh, Galaxy Toys that will show one price, and then you go on just some random website, and it's like, for instance, it's like Series Six Vegeta. Um, GameStop has it listed for $12 right now, but on a random website that I, that I saved earlier, they have Series 6 Vegeta and Series 6 Goku, which are the classic ones of them standing out in the in the canyons when they're about to fight, their hair's all in the wind. Um, both of them on that side are $5 apiece. So I don't know if maybe they just have a good chunk of stock, so they decided to drop the price of it. I don't really know exactly how this whole you know Funko Pop clearance stuff happens, but it's still a really good deal, and I'm possibly going to add more Dragon Ball Pops to my collection, which is ridiculous. I have so many of them right now, it's, it's, it's unbearable. Uh, but I can't get over it. They're such cool fucking Pops. And Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Original. I'm not the biggest fan. I know people are going to hate me for saying this. I'm not the biggest fan of GT, man. It was all over the place. The Omega Shinron and all this other shit. It was just, it was too much. Way, way too much. But with that being said, I do appreciate it as a show. And I really appreciate it now because it ended up leading... Um, it, it ended up leading Toei Animation and, you know, so on and so forth to really push uh to have dragon ball super main and dragon ball super is definitely it's right up there with dragon ball z for me um and it's so much heavy it's so much more heavy hitting it's so much faster paced uh battles and stuff like that compared to dragon ball z it wasn't just drawn out breaths of <sighs> he's over nine thousand, goku <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous i know that i totally butchered that but i'm just saying it's it was it was unbearable all right, so let's move down into some news for you guys uh, on today's episode. Uh, things are getting crazy out there, and people are getting upset. Sony is officially refunding digital pre-orders for The Last of Us 2 and Iron Man VR, and the games have been removed from the PlayStation Store. So what this means is that the game is actually officially put on hiatus um we don't know when the game is coming out it's either coming out in the next six months or it's you know it's going to come out the beginning of next year and possibly launch for playstation 5 and ps4 and that means the same exact thing for iron man vr so it sucks because it makes me think are we going to get the same exact thing with ghost of tashima are we going to see this game delayed as well will sony have any more exclusives for the rest of the year we really honestly don't know, um, and it, it really sucks, but at the same time, it's totally understandable, and as I said uh, with the Cinelease team recently, um, honestly, 
It is what it is, bro. I've, I've waited long enough for this game. I don't give a shit if it comes out this year or the beginning of next year or the middle of next year or the end of next year. Just as long as within the next year I'm able to play The Last of Us 2 and fucking enjoy the shit out of it because I know I'm going to. I'm going to. It's going to be a fantastic game. It's going to be one of the best games that Naughty Dog has ever created. And I had the same exact attitude about Doom Eternal. Um, when they pushed it back a couple of times, it is what it is. It happens. I would rather the game come out and everything be fine and dandy. And it's the same thing with like The Last of Us 2. If there's a possibility that Sony has decided to just push it back because they want to dual launch it on PS4 and PS5, fuck it. Let them do it. Awesome. That's great. That means there's going to be people on PS4 that will be able to play it. People on PS5 will be able to play a PS5 version of the game that's going to make it look fucking phenomenal. So just cool your jets and calm down, everybody. I see people on social media getting super upset because their pre-orders are getting canceled. I have the Ellie edition. They came with a statue and all that other stuff. But listen, if it gets canceled and I don't get to get the statue, okay, cool, whatever. I get to get the game, and the game is going to be fucking breathtaking. It's going to be unfucking believable I don't know about Iron Man VR. I'm not very excited about it, but I'm sure there's some people out there that want to play the shit out of that game. And they got to live the same exact life we got to live, man. We got to just understand how lucky we are to be able to do what we do every day. Be able to play video games and live in the areas that we live in. Wherever you're listening to this, I've seen the statistics. 99% of you guys out there uh, live here in the United States. Um, so... You're listening to the podcast. I know you are possibly playing a lot of video games just as I am. So we just need to understand that Sony is making this decision. It's the right decision to do so. To just move on and say, hey, the game is going to come out, but we just don't know when. You know, we have no clue when. It is what it is, man. Um, It's sad, but it is what it is. Um, and until then, we're going to have all different types of games to play. And one of those games that we're going to be able to play, if you're a fan of it, was Saints Row the Third. It has been officially announced that Saints Row the Third Remastered is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC May 22nd. And let me tell you something, guys. I saw the announcement trailer for this, and the game looks fan-freaking-tastic. I mean, it really looks like they did a lot of good work on this game. Excuse me, I'm sorry. They got new dynamic lighting. They got a new graphics engine for this game. I mean, it, the, the colors pop more. The Just the overall action and everything just, I mean, it, it looks fantastic, dude. It really, really looks good. Um, also, I'm pretty sure Saints Row the Third comes along with the DLC. And with Saints Row the Third... One of the games that was DLC, or well, I guess it was DLC to the game, but then you can also buy it as its own version, was Saints Row Gat Out of Hell. I don't know if that was Saints Row 4 or what, but maybe it was. I can't remember. There's so many Saints Row games, but I'm going to tell you guys this. I loved every single one of them. They're great games. Uh, yeah, it had it has a total of 30 DLC um 30 DLCs that will be wrapped into this version of the game. Um, It looks awesome. Uh, And I think it's possibly launching... I don't know if it's launching at $59.99 or if it's going to launch at $39.99. It says right here, the the title's three mission pack expansions and 30 pieces of DLC will also be included into this package. And yes, all content 
is receiving the remastered treatment. Um, that's awesome. This is all sourced from PlayStation Lifestyle, so definitely make sure to check them out. But that's great, bro. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm not the biggest. I'm kind of slowly but surely getting away from the whole like remaster bandwagon. But still, that's great. Saints Row the Third Remastered has 30 pieces of DLC along with the three mission pack. It's all going to be remastered and playable. So if you were a fan of Saints Row 1 or 2 or 3, I would definitely make sure to check it out. I actually think Gat Out of Hell was like the fourth or fifth version of the game. I don't know. I have no clue. I just know that Saints Row 2 was fucking amazing. Saints Row 1 was great. Saints Row 2 was fucking spectacular. It was by far one of the best open world action GTA style games that I've ever played in my entire life. It beat the dog shit out of other games out there that tried to tried to really kind of like push uh, really really push that whole like GTA style of gameplay but this this game Saints Row it's one of my favorite series. So definitely if uh, you got some downtime over the next few months May 22nd if you got some downtime definitely make sure to pick it up. Uh, big shouts to Deep Silver for bringing us such great gaming content. Um, so this is a little crazy. And this is some of the big news that I was talking about earlier that I really had to make sure to talk about on the podcast today. Because it's sad. It is definitely sad. Um <clears throat> E3 2020 virtual event is definitely unlikely going to happen as publishers reportedly rejected the ESA's pitch. E3, as we know it, is in trouble. Our own, our very own, uh, this is from PlayStation Lifestyles um, article. Uh, journalist Mike Futter, uh, who first reported that the Entertainment Software Association failed to put together a virtual event, uh, in lieu of the physical show, has now heard from sources that the ESA made a last-ditch effort to woo publishers a few weeks ago, but the pitch was rejected. Um, it says that Futter and um, Amanda Froog, I'm sorry I said your name wrong, Virtual Economy Podcast, definitely make sure to check them out, got a hold of a slide from ESA's presentation in which a list of uh, a, a li it lists a number of potential partners, including the renowned and wonderful Miss Andrea Renee, which is a good friend of mine, definitely make sure to check out the uh, What's Good Game podcast. <clears throat> it says right here, E3 2020 potential production partners. ESA. It says Twitch, IGN, Mixer, Streamer, Slash Media Partnership, Integrated Programming, uh, E3 and GMA, which is Good Morning America, Media Partnership and Integrated Programming with E3 and Good Morning America Takeover, Matt and Low Creative, uh, producers, public relations, media broadcasting planners, and then Andrea Renee, respected industry host, uh, executive producer, and deep industry connections. Andrea Renee is an amazing uh, female lead in this entire games industry. Let me tell you something, guys. Um, 
she is uh, she is a, a great person, man. And I strive to be as good as she is in this games industry every single day. She she tries to find the best in everybody. She does the best for everybody, not just in podcasting, but in uh, just overall presentation of her like gaming being. Uh, she is such a good person, and I please, if you don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna kill you. No, if you don't, do me a favor. Uh, if you don't listen to it, make sure to check out the What's Good Game podcast. If you're not listening to the What's Good Game podcast, what the fuck have you been doing with your life? I don't know. Um, what stands out is the fact that IGN had talked about uh, being a part of this and really helping them push this whole digital um, digital delivery. Uh, but from what they are being told, um, for what they're being told, it's not happening. It says, what stands out, IGN essentially just told E3, we don't need you. Um, this is damning for the future. IGN was a ma- was has a major presence at every industry event, especially E3, and has announced, and this is news leading into the next topic, that it is having its own Summer of Games event that has already garnered support from major companies like Square Enix. Oh, that's so crazy. Um, that leads into the next little news bit that's going to tie both of these together. IGN has officially announced a Summer of Games event this June. IGN will be collaborating with a number of partners for the Summer of Games event, including 2K, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Amazon, Google Stadia, Twitter, Devolver Digital, THQ Nordic, and more. With E3 2020 canceled, IGN has a suit of programming planned to kick off the early June show. It is including partner presentations with IGN pre- and post-discussions, remote developer interviews, hands-on demos, and preview impressions, gameplays, news segments, recaps, and more. This is fucking huge, guys. This is huge for IGN. They're, they're literally saying, hey... E3 moved to the side and we're going to do this. Since you couldn't get things locked together, we're going to do this. It says IGN's global coverage spans 112 countries and 25 languages and aims to ensure that fans can enjoy the incredible digital experience regardless of what devices or platforms they use. Um, They said that they will be live on desktop, mobile, OTT, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Mixer, Twitch, uh, Snapchat, Discover, TikTok, and more. Now, guys, for real, dude, listen, I say this all the time. There's a lot of people out there that do not take advantage of social media presence. What IGN is doing right here is not only not only changing the games industry, they're changing how other people will compete uh, when it comes down to digital presentations, because this is fucking huge. This is like next level huge. They're going to have basically their own E3 presentation that will be live on every fucking platform. IGN is literally doing what Jeff Keighley has done with the Game Awards. He, Jeff Keighley was like, listen, I don't like the way all this stuff is being done. I'm going to do things my own way. And it's taken a couple of years, but this past game game award show was fucking great, bro. 
Big shout out to Jeff Keeley. He did an amazing job. Um, and IGN, big shout out to you guys. Y'all are going to do great. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be great for fans. And it's really honestly going to be great for the games industry because people were kind of starting to get skeptical. Um, uh, Microsoft has announced that they're not going to be doing any physical, um, like in-person events up until June of 2020 or July of 2021. So that right there means that they don't plan on being at E3 because I think E3's dates next year, if I'm correct, are like June 16th or something like that. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy what is happening right now because the games industry basically is changing right before our eyes. We're seeing things happening so quickly and things are changing so fast. It's almost hard to keep up with everything. So, um... I feel I feel bad for the ESA, but I don't know, man. This is it's crazy because it seems to me that a lot of this stuff is happening, and now people are basically saying I'm seeing people all over the industry saying, you know, this is all on the ESA. So I don't really know what to say. I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't know if it if it actually is on the ESA. We should blame them for for you know either charging too much to people or doing something. I don't know. They did something bad because shit's crazy. Let's just say that. Oh, I had to take a swig of that. Oof, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, that hit me hard. Uh, anyway, so, uh, but for real, man, I mean, this is really going to change a lot of aspects of the games industry and how things are going to be done. So, um, from from what I'm hearing, they've officially kind of, you know, abandoned this entire plan of doing the digital stuff. Microsoft is talking about not doing any um, any physical events uh, until um, until their launch event. Crazy. It says in light of challenges presented with COVID-19, Microsoft is closely monitoring the development of the situation and reassessing their overall company-wide in-person strategy. As a company, Microsoft has made the decision to transition to an external and and internal transition all external and internal events to digital first experiences through July 2021. We will continue to evaluate the situation and look forward to connecting in person. Uh, when the situation allows. So that's huge, bro. That's fucking huge. So basically, the games industry is, is changing 100%. I don't see how... I don't see how um, developers are going to want to... are going to want to do something like E3 again when they they they're not going to be at E3 this year and they save so much money and possibly still save the, sell the same amount of games that they would if E3 would have happened. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. It's fucking nuts. Let's just say that things are getting shooken up. A shooka to shooka. Um uh, Okay. So, I think, oh, right here. Sorry, I skipped over one little thing. Uh, I actually did this article. I put this into the show notes just for Bolts. So if you're listening, Bolts, 
Um, I, I think you're going to be pretty happy about this. Uncharted voice actor Nolan North doesn't think the role of Sully suits Mark Wahlberg. Uh, North was quoted saying, I think the fact that they're going to make it uh, a series uh, is... Oh, wait a second. Are they making it a series? <laughs> Hit the e-brake real quick. Nolan North revealed that he was more excited about The Last of Us television show than he was about Uncharted. It is a movie. Baker, on the other hand, doesn't think the movie will ever see the light of day. I think the fact that they're going to make it... Oh, The Last of Us. Uh, he says, I think the fact that they're going to make The Last of Us a series is way better than making a movie uh, movie out of anything. I think having the guy who did Chernobyl is, freaking, is the freaking elephant in the room that you need to get this done. I'm more excited about it, I gotta be honest, than I am the Uncharted movie. I love Mark Wahlberg, but I just don't see him as Sully. I don't see that as Sully. Um, that's a... <laughs> Nolan North is, is a great voice actor, um, and and I have to agree. After all these weeks and months of sitting there thinking about the Uncharted movie, since we talked about it last on the podcast, I just don't see how Nolan North, or how Nolan North, how Mark Wahlberg is going to do Sully, because Sully is this dapper guy with a mustache, and he's got this whole kind of like you know, I don't know, man. He's got this. This thing to him, and and just the 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 uh, the the overall personality of Sully does not fit with Mark Wahlberg. Um, now I could see many other actors, um, uh, many other actors, and I gotta search their their names real quick. Many other actors that could play Sully. And I can see some of the people out there that that I guess the internet is trying to say that they would rather have but I would like to have like David Harborough um, from Stranger Things I could see him playing Victor Sullivan uh, and I saw something online once about uh, the possibility of Chris Pratt playing a younger Sully which would be fantastic um, but Chris Pratt is kind of the goofier guy like I've been watching a lot of Parks and Recreations recently and and it's hard for me not to look at him as like he's a really goofy hero. Um, and Sully is supposed to be that guy of like, hey, listen, I got connections. I've done a lot of bad stuff, but I've done a lot of good stuff. And that where that's kind of where Brian Cranston kind of leans in. And he would be a great Sully as well. So I don't know, man. There's a lot of things about this entire movie that just kind of run me the wrong way. Because I still think Nathan Fillion should have been... Uh, should have been Nathan Drake. No questions asked. I wouldn't have even minded having Mark Wahlberg play Nathan Drake. Um, Tom Holland as a younger Nathan Drake is great. Um, Tom Holland is a class A actor, but I still think that if Tom Holland is going to be the younger Drake, then they need to find somebody that is going to be a good dynamic with him, and I don't think Mark Wahlberg is going to work well as Sully. Um, that's just me talking. Um, I really, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see how everything plays out. Okay, so last and certainly not least, especially since we're talking about Sony right now, the crazy ass shit happened today. Just out of nowhere, the PlayStation Five controller has been officially revealed as the DualSense. We got our first images of it, and we also got word in the same exact quote that the console reveal will be coming in the next coming months. 
So PlayStation has officially revealed the PlayStation 5 controller. It is something very strange. It does not look like anything that we have seen come out of a PlayStation console before. Um, but it definitely looks like a merger between the Xbox uh, Xbox controller and the Nintendo Pro controller. It's kind of smoothed off edges. It still has the triangle, square, circle, and X buttons. Um, but the actual home button is a straight-up engraved PlayStation symbol that is, from what I see, pushable. There is also a uh, middle little button right there under the PlayStation button and then you have your options button on the right and your creation button on the left so um, they went through a, a, a from what this report on PlayStation lifestyle uh, is saying they went through several concepts and hundreds of mock-ups over the last few years before finally landing the design of the dual sense controller so it does say the DualSense does not have a TV facing light bar at all, um, which is crazy. Now there is a, a lit area um, that is near, I guess, the touchpad, um, but it, it, it's definitely looking crazy. Let's say that it really departs from anything we've seen before uh, from a PlayStation console controller. Um, now this was quoted right here. Um, from, I think, the CEO of Sony Interactive uh, Entertainment. Our goal with the DualSense is to give gamers the feel of being transported into the game world as soon as they open the box. We want gamers to feel, to feel like the controller is an extension of themselves when playing, so much so that they forget that they're even holding the controller in their hand. Along with evolving the audio experience of the PlayStation 5, Sony also wanted to expand onto another area which has not been upgraded in a while, and that's touch. They wanted, to, they wanted the vibration of the controller to enhance and immerse rather than just be a more simple kind of gimmick like the DualShock. So DualSense will come with a haptic feedback. Sony says that they can... Uh, that this can give you more realistic relay sensations of specific elements in the game. So far, more than the standard rumble uh, of the slow, gritty, or what is it, such as a slow gritness of a car driving through the mud. The L2 and R2 triggers are adaptive, which means you'll be able to actually feel the variable tension of drawing a bowstring or pulling a trigger, which is going to be pretty fucking cool. So that means, like, as you're drawing the string, you'll actually kind of feel the, the trigger kind of fighting back at you so it'll make it feel more real. Or when you're actually pulling the trigger to shoot something, you'll actually kind of feel that little click of you actually pulling the trigger. Uh, the, these new features required a redesign of the standard Dual, DualShock 4 look. Sony couldn't just cram it all into the same exact thing, blah, 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 blah. Share button is gone and replaced with a newly evolved creation button. Sony isn't talking about the PlayStation 5 creation feature yet, but says that it is a pioneer new way for players to create epic gameplay content to share for the world or just enjoy with themselves, which is great because I love the creation aspect. Um, of consoles being able to just create stuff directly from your console. It's all about ease of use, um, especially nowadays. So uh, one one situation um, that I've had with my PlayStation 4 Pro, though, 
is that the creation aspect or recording gameplay directly from the console is very laggy. So there's times it'll be going for about two minutes and then just out of nowhere the video will just skip. And that's something that you already have completely saved and downloaded. Um, and the only reason why I found out about it is at the time I didn't have a, a recorder when the Pro first came out. But someone had told me, hey man, I just noticed, uh, I didn't know if you noticed, but the gameplay uh, lagged like uh you know twice and you know it got me upset because i really try to make the best quality that i can while i'm on the podcast for you guys um but um that being said uh it says and finally the dual sense will have a built-in microphone array for chatting with friends without a headset they offer a disclaimer that having a headset handy is still the preferred way to go, and is likely, uh, and it's likely the mic array may be used for more as a unannounced feature. Uh, blah blah blah, whatever. Uh, it did. Uh, President and CEO of Sony Interactive uh, Entertainment also said this, DualSense marks a radical departure from our previous controller offering, and captures. Um, just how strongly we feel about making the generational leap to the PS5. The new controller, along with many other uh, innovation features in the PS5, will be transformative for games. Continuing our mission at PlayStation to push the boundaries of play now and in the future. To the PlayStation community, I truly want to thank you for sharing your excitement, uh, this exciting journey with us. Uh, as we head towards the launch of the PlayStation 5 Holiday 2020. We are looking forward to share more information about the PS5, including the console design, in the coming months. Um, so with that being said, it does look like in the next few months, maybe in August, uh, we're going to get, or maybe in July, I don't know, we're going to get the console design reveal, which is going to be fucking awesome. I'm very excited to see exactly what this console is going to look like. Uh, in this article, it did say as well in these images, uh, it looks like the USB-C will be its charging port. At the bottom of the controller, it looks like there's a headset inserter removing the X port uh, from, you know, from you having the DualShock 4 or whatever else, um, which is great. I I'm down with that, man. Um, <clears throat> It looks awesome. The controller is definitely different. Uh, it's probably the most different PlayStation controller I've ever seen in my life. But the triggers pop a little bit more, uh, and it is a white controller. So maybe this means the, the console's base version is going to be white. Um, it's actually a white controller um, with black triggers, and then the sticks and below on the side in between are black as well. So... This is going to be a very interesting year with games being pushed back on a consistent basis. Um, do we see the PlayStation 5 being pushed back? I don't know. From this statement, it seems like they're definitely heavily pushing um, to have the PlayStation 5 release holiday 2020. So, guys, this has been the Second Opinion Podcast. Uh, I'm very excited for the PlayStation 5 and many other things. Please make sure to check us out at Cinelinks.com for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over here at Cinelinks. Also, please make sure to do me a favor. Head on over to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, or YouTube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast and uh, subscribe. Uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, on Spotify and iTunes, Google Play, and of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.